How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. Locked on 49ers with John Lund. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On 49ers for August 24th. And I have a big one for you today. I'll tell you right now. Talk to Colin Kaepernick today. Went down at 49ers practice. Talk to Colin Kaepernick. Talk to Blaine Gabbert. Talk to Navarro Bowman. Talk to Chip Kelly. Got a lot to give you today. Now, today's interview, I was thinking I was going to tease this all the way to Friday to make you wait. But you know what? I thought better of it. And I'm going to give the Colin Kaepernick interview uh, today, so in the interview sec- in the interview section, we will have the Colin Kaepernick interview. I'm going to give you the three things you got to know in three downs. Then we'll do the Colin Kaepernick interview later on in the week. Maybe tomorrow I'll do the Blaine Gabbert, and then Friday we'll have Navarro Bowman. But all really good stuff. But Colin Kaepernick spoke today, so I'm going to give you that as well, and I'll give you my impressions of some things, especially what he said about a uh, GM Trent Balky. And I was standing right next to him, kind of saw his face when he made these. So I'll give you a little insight. On that as well. John Lund from KNBR Radio in San Francisco. You can hear me weekdays on KNBR 680 with Tom Tolbert. Three to seven weekdays. Make sure you listen for that. Also, I do a pre and post game for the 49ers. So Friday night, I'll be down at Levi Stadium for the Packers and the 49ers in that one. So make sure you listen. I'm on KNBR for that. KNBR 680 and KGO 810 in the Bay Area if you're down here or check it out online. All right. Without further ado. Oh, by the way, one quick thing I didn't tell you. Remember, we like questions at the end of every Locked On 49ers podcast, so make sure you give me your questions. I'm on Twitter, at John Lund Radio, Facebook as well. Just search John Lund Radio. Put your questions on either place. Use hashtag Locked On 49ers. So follow me on Facebook, John Lund Radio. Follow me on Twitter, at John Lund Radio. Give me your questions. I want them throughout the year. I want to be interactive. So do that on uh, at John Lund Radio and hashtag locked on 49ers. All right, let's get you the three things you need to know today. Colin Spoke will lead with that in today's Three Downs. Three Downs. All right, Chip Kelly this morning did say that it looks like Colin Kaepernick is good and he would play against the Green Bay Packers. Now, he did stop short of saying he would start against the Green Bay Packers, but from people I talked to, Uh, They fully expect Colin Kaepernick. And remember, this is supposed to be a competition. It was supposed to be 50-50 as far as the split reps. You know my thoughts on that. If you listen to the podcast before, I would have liked to have had them name Blaine Gabbert the starter. Get some continuity with some of these young receivers. Uh, Gabbert played better last week, was a little more accurate last week, and I really attribute a lot of it to him getting the first team reps and not having to split reps. But they're back to splitting reps. And if that is true, then it would make sense because Gabbert – started the first two games that Colin Kaepernick would get then get this one coming off the injury. Interesting, he would uh, start against the Packers. We'll get into that in Inside the Numbers in a few minutes as well. But Kaepernick told me today, no soreness of the uh, shoulder. Of course, he had three offseason sh- uh, surgeries. One was on the shoulder. Then he got tired arm. And Kaepernick told me today that uh, he's feeling no ill effects, is throwing the ball well, watched a little bit of practice today. And again, it, he doesn't seem to have the Kaepernick zip that he's had in the past. He still looks a, a little bit thin, 
uh, compared to to uh, years past. But again, he's looked like Iron Man in in years past, and maybe a little bit less uh, muscle, but more flexibility won't hurt Colin Kaepernick. And I've said this before too. I don't think it's realistic to think he could come off a season in which he didn't throw in the off season, miss half of training camp, and then be the starter. I was asked that question, and in today's questions, I will tell you uh, the scenario in which Kaepernick could start, but I still think it's Blaine Gabbert's job to lose. And again, you'll hear more Kaepernick and all of it in about a five-minute interview that I did with the media with Colin Kaepernick today in today's interview. So listen for that. All right, let's get to number two. Defensively, and maybe not as important as the quarterback is to the offense, but defensively, early in training camp, Eric Armstead, the second-year player from Oregon, not to be confused with the rookie defensive lineman from Oregon, DeForest Buckner, who's had some issues of his own injury-wise. But Eric Armstead, a couple of weeks off, almost as long as Kaepernick off, he has returned to practice now. But I talked to Navarro Bowman uh, today in the locker room, and Navarro said, look, I love Eric Armstead. He is what everybody has said in terms of coming back this year with a more mature attitude. Uh, He had been before he was shelved with the shoulder injury. One of the most impressive defensive players in camp. Everybody was talking about him. Offensive lineman Joe Staley told me about him. Everybody was saying, hey, Eric Armstead's the guy. He's matured. He's matured. He's stronger. He understands uh, practice. He understands uh, intensity in practice. He, he's, he's really grown up, and he looks better, and he's going to be a monster this year. But he's had the uh, injury in camp with the shoulder, has not practiced, and now they're saying today that Armstead may not play against the Packers. They're not sure yet. So I'll keep you up to date on that, but it's just a thing worth watching He's got to start getting reps. Navarro Bowman was asked about it. Here's what Bowman said about Armstead missing practice and why he needs to return, obviously, rather quickly. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be, uh, you know, lying if I didn't say, you know, it would be better for him to, you know, be out there um, because that that's something that, you know, both levels have to get used to, you know, playing with, um, you know. But, you know, he's, uh, he's definitely, you know, been in it, you know, with his mind and, and now he's back out there. Um, you know, participating, uh, but you know it's uh, it's better to have him out there. Now, Bowman said also that the defense is coming together, but again, he wants to see Buckner on the field, the young guy who was looking good in camp early, and he wants to see Armstead, the guy who's been most impressive as far as defensive players early in camp as well. They got to get him on the field. Bowman's got to figure him out. It's not like as much about quarterbacks to receivers, but these guys have all kind of got to work together defensively. And Bowman wants to get Eric Armstead back on the field. That's number two in three downs. And number three, kind of a fun one. Uh, if you've watched Hard Knocks at all, they they showed a couple of weeks ago the Rams had those uh, electronic uh, tackling dummies that you can move all around. You have a remote control. The Niners had those in practice. And, uh, again, Bowman said that uh, he wouldn't name names, but those things were rather tough to deal with. And he said even one guy missed on the tackling dummy today. Tackle one of those robotic dummies. No, I haven't. Uh, no, I actually uh, don't want to. Uh, one guy tried to to do something on it, and uh, it didn't turn out well for him. So <laughs> I'm going to leave the dummies alone. <laughs> I'm going to stay out of it. What did not turn out? Like he whiffed? He tried to tackle a robot. I mean, robot tackled him like that. I don't know. So there you go, a little bit of fun. Uh, Navarro Bowman saying those tackling dummies aren't as easy as they would seem. So there you go. The tackling dummies were a big issue for the media going into the locker room today and talking about those things because obviously we had seen them all in uh, the uh, HBO show Hard Knocks. So there you go. Those are the three things you got to know. Kaepernick, 
the defense and specifically Eric Armstead and tackling dummies, the the electronic remote control tackling dummies at practice today made a, a big hit for the players. That is your three downs, the three things you got to know right now about your 49ers as they get ready for the Packers on Friday night in the important game number three. That's when the guys get most of their reps, the starters, and they don't play in the last game. But this is what you want to get to. Colin Kaepernick hadn't spoke to the media since he returned to throw in the football. August 10th was the last time he threw. Uh, he's thrown over the last couple of days, has reported no problems, shoulder feeling fine, good news, going to play against the Packers. Is he going to start? That'll be the question. We'll get that for you uh, later in the week. But today's interview of the day, Colin Kaepernick speaks. Today's featured interview. Great to be back out there. It's great to be back, you know, practicing with my teammates, uh, getting ready for this next game. Have there been any issues at all with the shoulder? Has it been like, like normal? Or yeah, everything's been going great. Everything's been going as planned. So uh, excited to get out there this Friday. Did, did you feel like the, the approach was very cautious? I mean, could, do you think you could have played or returned to practice earlier? Uh, no, I was following doctor's orders and what our trainers had recommended. Um, it was something we wanted to make sure we stayed on top of uh, because it is the preseason and we have a long season ahead of us to make sure that everything's going as planned going into that. Uh, that's not up to me. That's up to Coach. Um, when I go out there, though, I'll be ready to compete and to compete as long as he lets me. Do you still think you have a, a fair shot to win this competition before we Yeah, most definitely. I mean, I'm going to go out and show everything I can uh, these next two games and make sure I put my best foot forward to uh, show this organization, this team, this coaching staff uh, what I'm capable of. Are you going to be wearing your visor during this game? Yes. Traditionally, week three is the one in the preseason that most resembles the regular season. Number one, is that true? And if it is, does that mean that that's kind of crucial for you this next game to show what you can do as you approach the regular season? I would say typically that's the case. you know, you get more extended playing time, but you also don't game plan and do those things that you typically do during the regular season. So uh, I guess it's a yes and no answer. But, you know, once again, just excited to be out there for this third one and, you know, give everything I have. Where are you in your comfort level, though, and understanding like what you do in this offense and, and just what's expected? Oh, very comfortable. Uh, our coaching staff does a great, great job. Uh, with laying everything out, why we're doing things, how we want to do them, and uh, how things, you know, coincide with each other. Make sure we have complementary plays. Colin, Chip said you, did, you weren't on a pitch count or anything this week, but have you had to do anything additional just after practice, before practice, whatever, to, to manage the, the shoulder? Uh, no, same maintenance that I've always done. Um, you know, not something I'm concerned about at this point, uh, just making sure I do everything I can to go out and put my best foot forward. Do, do you think, when you look at... Uh, at Blaine, he's taken he's from the offseason program all the first team snaps, and he's taken all these snaps while you've been out. Do you think that gives him an inherent advantage in this competition? Uh, you know, I can only worry about myself. Uh, I focus on the reps that I get and the mental reps that I've taken. So when I step on the field, I feel like I'm very prepared. How are you feeling physically after throwing again? Great. The arm's good? Yeah, ready to go. You mentioned the, the tinted visor. Is it been approved for the regular season? Uh, still working on that. But you can do whatever you want in the exhibition season? Uh, from my understanding. Okay. How frustrating was it to have to you know, basically watch while you're in the middle of a quarterback competition? 
very, very frustrating. Um, not something I was expecting, but you know, at the same time, it was something I had to deal with and make sure I was prepared for this coming game. So where you are, are you in that process? Uh, I feel very comfortable with my strength, uh, prepared to play and ready to go. So not something I'm concerned about. There's, there's been talk that supposedly you know this offense is suited to your athleticism. How are you finding it at this point now that you've had a chance to, to study it and get involved with it? It's been great. It's something that I think uh, you know I'm very comfortable in. It's very similar to what I did in college. Uh, so at this point, I don't. I don't think there's any reason for me to be cautious or feel uncomfortable in the offense. I'm very excited about what we're capable of doing and, you know, the opportunities that we do have. You said earlier, you haven't talked to Trent since you'd gotten back. We talked to him last week. He said you'd had a good conversation together a couple weeks ago. Uh, What is your, I guess, your relationship like with the general manager? Uh, We have a business relationship. Um, You know, that's the point that we're at. You had a good conversation? Would you characterize that as accurate? Uh, we had a conversation. <laughs> gotcha. Do you feel good about the way your situation physically has been handled by the, by the team? Uh, once again, I'm not getting into all the specifics, anything like that. We're focusing on football, and my focus right now is this game Friday. Uh, icy relationship, frosty relationship with the general manager, of the San Francisco 49ers, Trent Baalke, of course. That's the way that Colin Kaepernick made it sound. We have a business relationship. Asked again, we have a business relationship. Would not maybe consider it a good conversation that he had with Trent Baalke. But here's the thing. We in the media get involved in that. We write about it. We run to computers and we run onto the mic and we talk about this kind of stuff. But here's the thing. If it was with Chip Kelly where he didn't have a, a nice relationship, you might be concerned. Or his offensive coordinator, Curtis Modkins, you might be concerned. And you might talk about it with your 49er buddies or friends or fellow fans. But it doesn't mean a whole lot. He doesn't have to be buddies with the GM. He's upset. He's hurt. Look, from the 49ers' perspective, he didn't play good football and they benched him. And they should have benched him. He wasn't playing well. Uh, they tried to trade him. Uh, his ego probably took a hit from that. I think from Collins' perspective – He didn't like some of the leaks that came out, some of the things that were said about him. But the bottom line is this. If he's the best quarterback, he's going to start, and they're going to go from there, and they'll probably be able to repair the relationship. The problem to me will become if Colin Kaepernick doesn't start, how does he act? Is he a good teammate? In the locker room last year, I spoke to players who, of course, don't want their name to be used on the record, but I spoke to players who flat out don't like Colin Kaepernick, who don't like his leadership style, who don't like the way he acts. Um Certain things he does turns off that locker room. That's just a fact. And so if Colin Kaepernick is not the starting quarterback for the 49ers, how does he act? Now, look, he's going to make $14.1 million or something in that range this year. And one of the reasons he didn't want to get traded to the Denver Broncos, who were trying to acquire him, and they had a deal in place, was he didn't want to take a pay cut. The only way that Denver would take him is if he took a pay cut. So it was his choice to come back. He could be gone, but he didn't want to lose money. That's what it comes down to. And if you don't know his contract, every April, April 1st, they can release Colin Kaepernick. They decided to keep Colin Kaepernick, thought they could trade him, thought they had a deal with Denver. Turned out they didn't. They drafted Paxton Lynch, and that that was dead. That was gone. So he could be an ex-49er right now if he took if he took a pay cut. He didn't want to do that. And look, it's not my money. I respect it. Whatever. You want to make as much money as you can, I totally get it. 
But then if you are named the backup quarterback, which is the likely scenario, I think Colin Kaepernick has a responsibility to say, look, I'm getting paid a lot of money. This is what I'm going to do. There has been discussions about possibly putting in bubble wrap like the Washington Redskins did Robert Griffin III last year. The problem with that is the Redskins had a viable starting quarterback in Kirk Cousins who played great. I don't know that the 49ers are going to have that luxury in Blaine Gabbert. They may have to go back to Colin Kaepernick at some point. So the drama continues. I fully expect Kaepernick to be the starting quarterback against the Packers this Friday, and I'll explain a scenario and inside the numbers where he could be the starter, although I think it's highly unlikely. So there is today's interview with Colin Kaepernick. Let's go right now, Inside the Numbers. Inside the Numbers. All right, Inside the Numbers, again, according... All right, Inside the Numbers, our friends at Pro Football Focus who do an amazing job. You need to check them out. You need to join their website. They're absolutely great. Uh, They talked about uh, pressure on the quarterback from three, four outside linebackers, and I've harped so much about a lack of pass rush for the 49ers, only 29 sacks last year, third worst in the league. And the first preseason game, they weren't very good. No, by the way, for the first four regular season games, Aaron Lynch is going to be gone he had 61 pressures on the quarterback last year. Those are going to be missing. The six and a half of sacks, not great, but he pressured the quarterback a ton. So three, four outside linebackers, according to Pro Football Focus, through the first two preseason games, Marcus Rush, seven, leads the NFL. Remember, he had three sacks last week. Don't know how viable he is in making the team, but who knows? Uh, can he do that once regular season comes? Can he do that if they move him up the depth chart against the Packers? I think we're going to find that out. But he's got seven QB pressures, first in the league. And Tank Carradine, and I believe this because he has been disruptive, six quarterback pressures, which is tied for third in the NFL. So there's some pass rush inside the numbers. And then Colin Kaepernick inside the numbers. How about this? Ironic that he would be probably starting and definitely playing this Friday night against the Packers. His two best games as a pro, or at least highest profile, 181 yards in a playoff win against the Packers that propelled the 49ers to the Super Bowl. And then the next season, they open up, and he throws because the Packers are like, he's not going to beat us through the run with the run. He throws for a career-high 412 yards, and he also won another playoff game where he went sleeveless in ultra-cold weather in Green Bay, and he won that game. So he's beaten the Packers twice in the playoffs, once in the regular season throwing, once running, once throwing, once without sleeves. And, of course, he grew up a Green Bay Packers fan, so it would be ironic that he would play the Packers and those are some pretty good Colin Kaepernick numbers, play the Packers and try to resurrect his career or at least resurrect this competition against uh, Blaine Gabbert and the Packers, and that is inside the numbers here on Locked On 49ers. Locked On 49ers with John Lund, KNBR Radio in San Francisco, weekdays 3 to 7, pre- and post-game for the 49ers. Wanted to give a shout-out to today's pigskin. I've been getting a lot of uh, traffic through today's pigskin. Great website. Check them out. Appreciate the love. Getting a lot of uh, traffic through there. Tell all your friends about Locked On 49ers. I'd appreciate it. Again, got good insight with them. Uh, doing pre and post game. We'll be there Friday at Levi's Stadium against the Packers. All right. Good question today. I've gotten this multiple times, so I want to answer it. It is today's 49ers question of the day. And remember, questions, comments, all that stuff at John Lund Radio. Use hashtag LockedOn49ers. Here is today's question. Time for your 49ers question. All right, I've been asked uh, multiple times this, but since we played Colin Kaepernick today in the podcast, I thought it would be the perfect time. What does Colin Kaepernick need to do to be the starting quarterback of the 49ers? I've been on record many times saying, look, I don't think with an with a, uh, offseason of inactivity, 
and then missing a couple of weeks in training camp, he could be the starter. But the 49ers haven't named a starting quarterback. Now, look, has Blaine Gabbard been great? No. But the one thing he's done that Chip Kelly likes, no sacks, no interceptions. He hasn't screwed it up. And that's a big thing to, for Chip Kelly. But he hasn't been overly accurate. The two things Chip Kelly likes, most most NFL or any coaches at any level like, don't turn the ball over, good. Check mark for Blaine Gabbert. Bad, he hasn't been really accurate. In this offense, you need to be accurate. And you know what? Now that I think about it, I don't care what offense you're playing in. You might want to be accurate. <laughs> so quarterbacks need to be accurate. I don't care what level you're playing at. I don't care what team you play for. you got to be accurate. And Gabbert hasn't been as accurate as he needs to be. So the door is slightly open. I still st- still think Gabbert's going to be the quarterback, but the door is slightly open. So how could Kaepernick be the starter? I think that if he gets three or four possessions against the Packers on Friday and starts against a first team, and I think that's why he's going to start, they need to see him against quality competition. So if in three or four uh, drives that Colin Kaepernick would have, if he is just lights out, all right, not handing the ball off, handing the ball off, handing the ball off, and they score, but he's pinpoint, hits a couple of big passes, shows that he's changed in the pocket and isn't so jumpy. And look, this line's better, so he shouldn't be as worried in the pocket as he was a year ago when his eyes would go down at the first hint of an issue as far as the pass rush is concerned. If he runs the offense efficiently, uh, he is a read option quarterback. He said many times he ran this offense in college. Okay, he hasn't been the best in terms of when, when Harbaugh was here or Tom Sula last year. He hasn't been the best in terms of being efficient in getting the plays run quickly. In in uh, you know there was there was clock issues. You're not going to have that in a Chip Kelly offense. But you need to be efficient. You need to be smart. You need to be a leader. You need to be accurate. Don't turn the ball over. He's got to really be perfect to me. If he has say four drives and on three of those drives he's absolutely great, and on the other doesn't turn it over, and he's running everything he's supposed to run, then he's back in this thing. Short of that, Gabbert hasn't been great, but he's been efficient enough to warrant being the starting quarterback. So, yeah, could Kaepernick be the starter? Yeah, but he's got to be great. And in a lot of the areas that I'm asking him to be great in to get back in this competition, he just hasn't been in the past. He hasn't been quick with Reed, which you have to be. He hasn't been a great leader on the field. He hasn't gotten the team in and out of the huddle, which, again, in this offense, there's no huddle, but you have to be efficient in moving. You have to be quick. You can't be calling timeouts. You can't be confused. All those things Colin Kaepernick has to be able to do on Friday. And, oh, by the way, he does have to be productive, getting the team in the end zone, showing accuracy, something he hasn't done. So there's a lot of things he needs to do he hasn't done in the past. But if he does those things, yeah, he could be the starting quarterback. Do I expect it? No. Could he do it? Yes. So there's your question today. How could he start? Any questions, comments, so forth, at John Lund Radio and use the hashtag Locked on 49ers. I'd love to answer your questions. There you go. There's the podcast for August 24th featuring Colin Kaepernick today. Tomorrow, we'll go to the other quarterback. Talk to Blaine Gabbert today. Gabbert will be on the podcast tomorrow, being Thursday. And then Friday, Navarro Bowman will be on the podcast. And uh, he'll give us a little perspective on the defense. Talk a little bit more about Armstead, what he's seeing from these young guys. And who's going to start next to Navarro Bowman? He'll do that on Friday. So there you go. That is Locked On 49ers for August 24th. Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On 49ers with John Lund. Your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Fall has arrived at JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Savings on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.